Hello, welcome to the Sports Podcast with Dan and Dylan. I am Dan. Dylan here. And today we are going to, actually, on this podcast, we're going to talk about all hot topics in all sports. So first we're going to talk about what is going on around the wrestling world. Now, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw happened yesterday. Pretty eventful show. I was quite enjoyed, I was quite enjoying myself through the whole show. A couple things I didn't like, but let's start off with the Raw Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch, came out to go one-on-one with one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Kyrie Sane. Now, before this, uh, retired wrestler Paige came out with the Kabuki Warriors. And now the Kabuki Warriors practically turned heel again. Asuka put green mist into Paige's eyes, coming Becky coming out with the save. And then started the one-on-one. So then, Becky vs. Kyrie Sane went for a good, say, 15 minutes, and Becky picked up the win with the disarm her. Pretty good match back and forth. Becky Lynch with the win. What did you, you think about that, Sane, Sane got very close, but the man refused to lose and made the pirate princess tap. The one thing about this, Dylan, is that that was the good part. Becky Lynch, one of the best, if not the best, in the whole entire business. She is really good, really charismatic, really good. She knows how to get the crowd interested. One of the things I didn't like... Man, she shines. One of the things I didn't like in this, in this Raw is the amount of TV time that this whole Bobby Lashley and Lana story Lashley. gets. Now, this whole thing was Rusev, apparently a sex addict, and Bobby Lashley and Lana are now dating or anything. What do you, what do you think about this whole thing, Dylan? bunch of trauma business they need to just get it on over with and get on with their lives because Rusev and Lana were happy I don't know what happened to that well I don't know either but I just think it takes up too much TV time and the architect Seth Rollins beats Eric Rowan in a false count anywhere match a couple days before his other false count anywhere match against the fiend Bray Wyatt Dylan what do you think about the fiend he's he's something else you know I I've always liked him as the fiend. I guess it's more intimidating to me because he can he can do it all. True, true. Fine. It's a good character. Other things happened on Raw. AJ Styles went one-on-one with, I would say, the rookie to Monday Night Raw, Humberto. And AJ Styles picked up the win. Um, Humberto, um, really good. I don't think he has that much of a character. Um, he went one-on-one with, he went one-on-one with two of the best on Raw, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, which will push his career into like a top main eventer, and I'd say United States title uh, contention. What do you think, Dylan? It looks very close between them. I mean, the the contention is tight. It's I don't think I've seen any better between those two. And let's talk about the character development of Alistair Black. Alistair Black cuts a backstage promo talking about picking a fight with the Raw locker room. I think this this is a good character, good step in the character, but I feel like if he goes out there and fights a bunch of uh, jobbers, per se, every single week, I feel like this will hurt his character. What do you think about Alistair Black, Bill? I agree. You know, he, Alistair Black, he just, he needs to make a name for himself one way. You know, it's not, that's kind of the only way you got to do it. You got to go out there, beat the maybe mid-carders, per se, Make a name for yourself. 
One of the things I find out good, find good about Raw is the Street Profits. Now, the Street Profits, they were in NXT. Uh, Angelo Dawkins was in NXT for about six years. It's good. I'm happy for him that he gets to go out there, do what he does every single week on Raw, and perform. Now, they want the smoke. What do you think about that, Dylan? Oh, they prove their point that they want the smoke. I mean, they deserve the best competition. You know, they, they come out, they talk their talk. They they need to walk the walk. That's what they need to do. All right. Enough about, enough about Raw. Let's go into the Crown Jewel predictions where we predict the matches for the upcoming pay-per-view event in Saudi Arabia. All right. Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt in a false count anywhere match. I predict the fiend Bray Wyatt because it says this match cannot be stopped for anything, which would have to mean that Seth Rollins would have to pin the fiend Bray Wyatt. And I feel like if Seth Rollins pins Bray Wyatt, this could ruin his whole character and six months of building could be gone. Who's your prediction, Dylan? I got Seth Rollins, you know. He, I'd say he's coming in strong with this. Coming off that false count anywhere match off of Monday, wow, he really came in strong. All right, next match we have to pay uh, the Gypsy King Tyson Fury going to go one on one with the Monster Among Men Braun Strowman. In my opinion, there was no fucking way that Tyson Fury is going to lose this match. No fucking way. There's no way they're going to bring him in to lose to Braun Strowman. What do you think, Dylan? real with that I tell you I don't think there's any way Tyson it's just the, the one thing had a good career the one thing I want to bring up before is that I am so sick of the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views that's one thing we need evolution too we're all the women the women in my opinion have better wrestling ability than the men and I feel like there should be a second women's pay-per-view on to the next matches, we have Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. I think Cain Velasquez is going to win here, and I think Cain Velasquez is going to go to Raw because I feel like Bray Wyatt, he's going to win Wyatt. the Universal title, and he's going to go to SmackDown. What do you think, Dylan? Cain Velasquez or Brock Lesnar? I'll tell, tell you, if you watched them both in UFC years ago, Cain, man, he made Brock Lesnar look like a wound ball. But yeah, I got Kane this one too. I'd say he could beat him in the other league. Sounds good. So the next match we have Mansoor, Saudi Arabia's own, going one on one with Cesaro. I have to go with Mansoor, but I feel like they could have put Mansoor against any other opponent, and I'd rather have it not be Cesaro because Cesaro is going to take another loss, and I feel like he is out, Cesaro is out of this world. If you see a Cesaro match, you will not be disappointed. I tell you. Dylan, what do you think? Taro, he can, he's a master. I'd say he can, I'd say he can pull this one through. Maybe that neutralizer, man, it's a, it's a beautiful move. It is, it is. So now there's this battle royal. The winner will face AJ Styles later in the night for United, later in the night for the United States Championship. Now, to be honest, I don't really know who's in it, but the three that I could see winning are Andrade, Buddy Murphy, or Humberto. I think Andrade will come out of this match vic victorious. What do you think, Dylan? Andrade, man. I really love Andrade. He's, a, he's such a nice... He's 
so smooth with his moves, you know? He, he beat Sin Cara by the pinfall Monday night. He really he impressed me that night. Well, so let's go with the hot takes on Friday. On Friday, after Saudi Arabia, we have the, in the main event, Roman Reigns, the big dog, going up against King Corbin. I feel like the thing, the booking with Roman Reigns has been quite smart because they don't want him to go back. They don't want him to go back into the main event picture. And they don't want him to go back and get booed out of the building again. Because that's something that they don't want, especially when, once he came back. I think Roman's booking has been really good. And I think he goes over against King Corbin on Friday. What do you think, Dylan? I don't think King Corbin has really had a chance in a good main event. And I think this might be his first one. But, you know... Roman's been in the game for years, and I, I, I got Roman in this one. Also on SmackDown, Miz TV will host, will have, Miz TV will be on SmackDown, and he will, his guest is none other than regular Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. So what I think is going to happen here is I think Bray is going to walk out of Crown Jewel with the Universal Championship, and then he, and then The Miz is going to ask him why he's on SmackDown, or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of hard to predict at this point. But I think something goes down with Bray Wyatt transitioning from SmackDown to Raw. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? So let's dis- All right, we need to discuss another topic that's gone around in the wrestling world about Seth Rollins transitioning from a face to a heel. What do you think? Would you want to see Seth Rollins as a heel, Dylan? Last time, last time he was really a real heel was years ago with the authority. I mean, that's only my opinion, but maybe you think other. But, yeah, I'd say this is, it's about time for a role change. And the thing is, is that Seth Rollins is a really good wrestler. One of the best in the world. But the thing is, is that his character's gotten a little stale, and I think the, the crowd is kind of turning on him. So I think maybe a, a so fresh think, change in character from face into a heel would uh, would really maybe bring back his crowd reaction. I mean, I, he still gets a lot of cheers, but I just feel like if he run, wants like an, an insane pop or even an, even a boo, if you're getting if you're getting a crowd reaction, you're doing something right in this business. What do you think, Dylan? I absolutely agree. You could do right or do wrong. But he's he's doing everything the right way. He's he did what's right for him and And now his past. And now a topic I like to talk about is the raw women's champion, the GOAT, the man, Becky Lynch. Now Becky Lynch won on Monday against Kari Sane with the disarm her. She looked absolutely amazing. And now I think they're going into the direction of Becky Lynch and Oscar having a second match. What do you think, Dylan? Do you think is that a match you like to see? That'd be a nice match, but you know, I would want to see who would win that. Honestly, that would be probably a long match because they're both amazing fighters. I tell you, but Becky, oh man, I don't think I've seen anybody tough as tough as her. Now, they've, they fought back at the Royal Rumble 2019, and Asuka got the win. And as a Becky fan, I really want Becky to beat Asuka so Becky can collect that debt from Asuka and retain 
her Raw Women's Championship. And not and in in some days now, like 30 days or something like that, she is going to be the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. And that is something she deserves. She will surpass Ronda Rousey as the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion. Rousey was tough, boy. Uh, going back to that, uh, Becky pinned Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35 to win both the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championships. I think if that we, was if we're gonna go a very good match, man. If we're gonna go back, if we're let's go, let's kind of fantasy book WrestleMania 36. I see Rousey coming back and wanting a one-on-one with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is better in all sorts of categories than Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, in my opinion, Ronda Rousey could leave and never come back. I don't care about Ronda Rousey. The point is, if Becky and Ronda come back, I think this should be a, this should be the main event again because this is a one-on-one years in the making. And I think Becky goes on top. Ronda Rousey does not. Ronda Rousey. I don't think the women's division. How Vince saw it is that Ronda Rousey was above the division. When Ronda Rousey was in the division, when she turned heel, for say, she, she, she was just destroying people in that women's division. And that's how it shouldn't be. Becky Lynch elevated the division. Like, like I just think Becky, if Becky and Ronda go one-on-one, Becky, Becky better get the win there. What do you think about that Ricochet and McIntyre match? Uh, going back to Raw, Ricochet and McIntyre. Um, yeah, I understand um, it was a disqualification. Match, match was really good. Uh, back and forth, Drew and Ricochet are amazing. I think they should be competing for titles and not fighting each other randomly on Raw. And it also proves that Randy's been in the business for how long? 15 years? 16 <laughs> years? And he can still do this better than some of the people back there? Ridiculous. I was gonna say, you got, yeah, John Cena, he was performing better. I mean, I had to, Randy, when you look at the goats of this business, you got, you know, Taker, Austin, Rock, and, but, you know, Randy, I know Randy's up there at top 10, but he still does this now better than a lot of people did this ever. And Randy's, I don't know how Rand, old Randy is, but that's just my take on it. So, um, He's still got, he's, he is one, he is always a legend killer in my book. Let's talk about the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley. Now, we all know Bayley, she cut her hair, she's a heel now, and she claims that nothing has changed. How do you feel about it? Do you think she's changed? Do you think she's a different Bayley, or do you think she's the same huggable role model Bayley? Uh, she don't look huggable to me after what she did. She destroyed Oh, well, I mean... Yeah, she destroyed her Bailey buddies, and she won the SmackDown Women's Championship back from Charlotte Flair. And now Bailey will be fighting Nikki Cross at some pay-per-view sometime with her best friend Sasha Banks by her side. Sasha Banks. Gotta find someone else to hug on. I think the WrestleMania prediction it will be Bailey going in as the heel facing a babyface Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, where Sasha Banks finally gets her WrestleMania moment. Because if you think about it, everyone in the Four Horsewomen had their WrestleMania moment. Becky Lynch won two titles at WrestleMania. Bailey won a Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania 33. Charlotte won the, was the first ever women's champion 
for like the start of the women's revolution, she was the first ever women's champion in the triple threat against Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. And so Sasha Banks really hasn't had her WrestleMania moment, per se. So I think if Sasha go in at the babyface against heel Bailey, I think Sasha Banks would come out on top and get her WrestleMania moment. What's your take on it? I think so. Sasha Banks, it's, she's a legit boss. You know, she can flaunt that all she wants. But she, she backs it up. She's, you know, the OG Snoop Dogg's cousin. You know how that is. Um, yeah, man, she can take it. Let's go ahead and talk about other things than around WWE. AEW, a, a promotion that has come up in the wrestling industry. And some people say that some people say that that's going to overtake the WWE. That first that is in my opinion that is not going to overtake the WWE. The AEW needs to work on themselves before they go and they, before they go and challenge WWE. That company is so sensitive. Brandy Rose, so sensitive. That is something that I think Brandy Rose needs to take notes from Stephanie McMahon in my opinion. Cuz what but I'm not taking away their wrestling talent. They have Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, John Moxley, Chris, Chris Jericho, uh, LAX, uh, the best friends. You know, you, the, the list goes on and on. Britt Baker. You know, the list goes on and on. But I feel like they need to worry about themselves instead of taking shots at WWE every single week. And with the Wednesday night... I know. I think they should mind their own business. Because, I mean, you know, it kind of reminds me of TNA years ago. With the Wednesday night wars going on, NXT and AEW. And the first of all, with fans is like... I see this all over Twitter. Fans are like, oh, AEW is better than NXT. Or NXT is better than AEW. Just enjoy the wrestling. Because a long time ago, we didn't have options... We had Impact in WWE or WWF. We didn't have options. Just enjoy it. You know, you want to watch one show and record one? I was going to say, I mean, just enjoy it. The ratings go up, and we'll see which one gets enjoyed the most. I mean, the ratings, the ratings haven't looked pretty in wrestling for a while, but that doesn't mean ratings don't matter, in my opinion. If you're enjoying yourself, you are, if you're enjoying the wrestling, just be happy with yourself and with the product. I understand wrestling can be frustrating frustrating sometimes, but it's really good. Which leads me to my next topic, NXT. Finn Balor turned heel, came in thinking that he was going to help Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and Pele kicked Johnny Gargano. But the thing is, he didn't hold up the Undisputed Era sign. The Undisputed Era sign. He held up two gun, uh, two gun finger pointer guns. This leads me to think that Finn Balor is out for himself. He's not out for the Undisputed Era. And Balor's been going all over Twitter saying, the Prince is back. Is the Prince back, Dylan? He's taken a major fall. I don't think anything is really back. I mean, you know, he... He had a good trend going on years ago, but... Got hurt? Now what? Now the thing is that yes, Balor Balor on the main roster should have had 
a lot more opportunities. He jobbed out to Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam, came back to NXT, which was a great idea. And the, the black and gold brand is Balor's home. And I think this heel turn really skyrockets what there's big things for him. And another thing to realize is the people in 2015, I believe, the the baby faces of NXT, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens, and uh, not baby face, not Kevin Owens wasn't a baby face, uh, and Finn Balor were all faces in NXT. Turned to 2019, they're all heels. And the one big heel in 2015, Kevin Owens, go to 2019, and he's a babyface. So if you think about it, it's kind of, I guess, kind of interesting that it's like that. So. What about babyface Breezango taking an L to the Forgotten Sons? Breezango, I don't know. I think Tyler Breeze is quite entertaining. Uh, great. Not great, pretty good at wrestling on his own. But I just feel like the Breezango tag team thing is just, I don't know, it's just not good. So let's move back to SmackDown where we talk about how Michael Cole is gonna ask Daniel Bryan if the Yes Movement was back and he didn't answer. And then out came Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn telling them to join, telling Daniel Bryan to join them. And Daniel Bryan said nothing and walked away. I believe this after Crown Jewel, this sets up Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship with the Yes Movement being brought back. What do you think, Dylan? No, Daniel Bryan, he's iconic in my book. He's, he got hurt. He thought he couldn't come back. Well, here he is, you know. But, so you're saying there's a chance. But anyway, yeah, I think he can, I think he'll, Come up with an answer this week. I honestly think that Nakamura is going to take the. I don't think Nakamura is going to retain. And you know, I like Daniel Bryan, but I think there's bigger things for Daniel Bryan. I think if Brock beats Velasquez at Crown Jewel, I think Bryan might be one of the people to take the bell off Brock and be one of the biggest upsets in wrestling history. One of them. But if Bryan, if Bryan, uh wins the Intercontinental Championship from Nakamura, then I I definitely would want to see a Brian-Roman feud because, like I said, Roman's booking has been good, but he had one Intercontinental Championship match with Nakamura, and Corbin interrupted it. So my question to you is, Dylan, who would you want to see Brian face if he won the Intercontinental, ugh, Intercontinental Championship? belt of SmackDown, rather, so, I mean, to see Nakamura and him battle, battle for it, well, I'd want to see him face, who would you want to see him face, actually? Well, I said I wanted to see him face Roman Reigns, because I, Roman Reigns and Daniel Ryan haven't really gone one-on-one -on -one a lot, so. I was thinking him, between him and what if Corbin loses to Roman and he goes down a notch? I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of a lot of matchups. 
transitioning from uh, transitioning from in the World Series. Transitioning from wrestling, we're gonna go to the NFL. Now the transit the trade the trade dead the trade deadline ended at four PM. And not a lot of things happened, Dylan. Aqib Talib was traded from the Rams to the Dolphins. What do you think about that trade? You know, it might help the Dolphins' defense. I mean, he's an elite corner, but the fact that he was traded two years, or well, no, my bad, uh, two times in the matter of a year, that kind of, that says something. He's not up for the plan. And the next trade is, uh, go on. But I'd say the Dolphins won the trade nonetheless. And now another big trade is the Giants acquired Leonard Williams from the New York Jets. Now, as a fellow Giants fan, I like this because the Giants pass rush has been fucking horrible. And we need to get to the quarterback. Daniel Jones got us four touchdowns last week against last Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Did nothing. We still lost. Our defense is atrocious. We are the best defense to have on first and second down. But when it comes to third down, we fall apart. And, and that is the main reason that we don't have a pass rush. And getting Leonard Williams helps because he has 12 sacks this year. And the rest of our team has seven. So... I think this is a good signing. Dylan, what do you think? Or not good, not uh, trade. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, Leonard Williams, he, I mean, considering he didn't really go anywhere, he just changed shirts, basically. I mean, uh, he was, he's a good pickup, you know. He's one of the best, he was one of, he's one of the better left ends I see play football nowadays. That's good. All right, now transitioning. So nothing really happened from the trade deadline. So we're transitioning to what's been going on in the NFL. Who is, who is actually, in your opinion, Dylan, the best team in the NFL right now? Dude, you got the Saints, who literally had no choice but to start Teddy Bridgewater, and he went 5-0, and and then go ahead and start Drew Brees right back, and he just plays like he didn't get hurt. The Saints. I think the best team in the NFL is the Saints as well. They had the Chicago Bears defense is one of the best in the whole NFL. They're struggling a little bit, but it's one of the best in the NFL. And the Saints had Teddy Bridgewater and Latavius Murray, and they crushed the Chicago Bears. So I think the Saints are the best team in the NFL. So, Dylan, would you have a Super Bowl prediction? Mm, a Super Bowl prediction. It will be the 49ers versus the Saints. No, 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 no. 49ers versus the Packers in the NFC Championship. And it will be the Ravens matching up against the Colts in the AFC Championship. Interesting. You Ravens, have, you have, you don't, 49ers. You don't have. Rematch from 2013. Now, you don't have the Patriots in there. Interesting. The Patriots, the team that seems to never lose. Who do you have them losing to in the playoffs? I have the Patriots getting upset if probably by wild card. Houston. My, my, Super, my Super Bowl prediction is a Rodgers versus Brady 
the Packers, 7-1 and one, under the new coach. Mike McCarthy is now gone. Goat versus goat. Aaron Rodgers like versus Tom Brady. I think the Patriots are going to go 15-1. and one. Who is going to beat the Patriots? Maybe Baltimore this Sunday? Or next Sunday, rather? Nick this Sunday, whatever. Um, maybe the Patriots. I'm not calling the upset. I'm calling the Patriots in this one. 15 and 1 maybe. I don't know I do not see 16 and 0, but now let's talk about the struggling teams. Obviously, unfortunately the New York Giants are struggling again at 2 and 2 and 6. We play the New York Giants play the Dallas Cowboys next week Monday night football. As a Giants fan, I don't know what to expect really. We cannot stop anyone on defense. Daniel Jones threw for four touchdowns last week, but that's his second best game. I know he's just a rookie, but he needs to get the ball out faster. And because the offensive line for the New York Giants has been better than it was last year, which is good. Saquon Barkley is still a beast, but uh, that man threw down that defender on Detroit. And I just think two and six is just. This team has a lot of potential. I just don't think. I think Pat Shermer is the stupidest coach in the NFL. I think his play calling is stupid. I just do hey, not. Hey, look at Jay Gruden. He got fired. Another struggling team, the Miami Dolphins, didn't really have any hype going to this season. Didn't. They're 0-7. Just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who the Steelers aren't really that great of a team either. They lost Antonio Brown. I don't know where Antonio Brown is. Uh, they have Juju Smith-Schuster, but the Dolphins are not a good team. Uh, they've gone through, they've switched between Fitzpatrick and Rosen. Both of them haven't gotten them a win yet. They acquired T Aqib Tlaib, which is good, but they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick and gave him to the Steelers. So, uh, how do you think this season's going to, the rest of the season's going to play out for the Miami Dolphins? Dolphins will, <laughs> I have it possible for them probably going 2-14. Two and fourteen. I think, I think they can. I think they can beat the Jets this Sunday. Okay. Jets are on a very cold streak. They are one and six, and well, I think they can beat the Browns on the November the twenty fourth. I think that will be their only win. Another struggling team, which I think I thought would be kind of like a underdog this year. They have some talent, but. You know, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon, really underrated running back, A.J. Green, I Tyler Eifert, you know, they have the talent. They just cannot execute that. Andy Dalton, struggling. They lost to the Rams in London this week, last week. It's just not a good you know. if you saw the stretches they put on the field, right as soon as they scored, the Rams – Jared Goff, I understand he came from the Super Bowl last year. But the Rams, they're five and three. Now but, let's discuss. Yeah, let's, yeah, man, the Bengals—they are—they're—they're they're struggling, man. I don't think they—they're probably one in fifteen. My final prediction this year. You you mean the Bengals? Because you said the Rams. Anyway, let's go. Yes. Let's, let's talk about the Rams. Five and three. Everyone thought they'd be one of those explosive teams take, after taking a loss in the Super Bowl to New England. Um, that third place in the division 
because of how explosive the NFC West is this year. The 49ers are undefeated. The Seahawks are Jimmy having... Jimmy is doing good at quarterback, a.k.a. Jimmy Garoppolo. The Seahawks are doing good because Russell Wilson is having an MVP season this year. And they got Jadavion Clowney from the Texans. They have uh, DK Metcalf in the draft. Um, so how do you think, the, I mean, the rest of the season, I do not see the Rams making the playoffs this year. I just don't think they can compete with this NFC West. And the Cardinals are creeping up. Ky- uh, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, the new coach. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Kyler Murray, he is. He was a sensation at Oklahoma if you watched him last year. Um, yeah, I think, I think Kyler Murray, with that tie, that was a weird game anyway. But uh, that Colin Murray, he, he's something. He'll be something next year. And let, uh, let's transition to another topic around the NFL. How are the Chiefs going to finish? Knowing Patrick Mahomes is injured, got injured on a Thursday night football game against the Broncos. How do you think this is going to finish? I do not. They, they just barely lost to the Packers, though, on Sunday night. But this, It ain't over yet, Chiefs fans. I think the I think Mahomes is going to come back, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I, I see I see New England being a one seed, uh, uh, Houston being a two seed, Baltimore a three seed, and maybe the Chiefs fall down to a four seed if depending on how quick Patrick Mahomes can come back. You want to know that quiet team that's doing good, just no one cares about them. Who? The Bills. Yes, the Bills. They lost against the Eagles, but they're five and five and two. That's a good start. I mean, they've they've they haven't really played anyone exciting, but they only lost to they only they, lost to the Patriots by six. And they sure did. They did get smacked by the Eagles. They played. But, I mean, they played a hard game against the Eagles, though. They played hard through the whole game. I just feel like a couple late touchdowns got to them, and they lost. Josh Allen looks very good, and. I gotta say, Carson Wentz, I guess, didn't do that bad. He had one touchdown, 17 for 24, 172 yards. But. Nothing we should discuss. You got Jordan Howard, on the other hand, who ran for a touchdown. Another thing we should discuss is the rise of the 49ers. Now, you know, Garoppolo got injured last year in like week three or week four against the Kansas City Chiefs, tore his ACL. He's back, and they're 7-0. You got the explosive offense, Garoppolo. Uh, They have Emmanuel Sanders from Denver now. Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Tevin Coleman. You know, the offensive line is straight. Uh, The defensive side, you got Richard Sherman, uh, D. Ford, Nick Bosa, K. Juan Alexander. I mean, this this team... It goes on and on. On paper... This team is one of the best in the NFL. 100%. The pickup of Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, no, he wasn't, wasn't big for Denver. You know, Joe Flacco, he's getting old. I hate to say it as a Ravens fan, but he's getting old. And, you know, Richard Sherman, I'd say he really helps on defense as well because don't forget. He played for the Seahawks, and he really made a name for himself there. Another thing I think we should talk about is the MVP. Who do you think, in if you had to put four 
people for MVP voting, who would you put? I would put Russell Wilson. I would also put uh, Drew Brees, because I feel like Drew Brees did get injured. He was out for a couple weeks, but he is having himself a monster, monster year. I'm telling you. Who would you put as your four? I know I already named two, but who would you put as your four? I think you're right about Russell Wilson being in the lead, but do you know Aaron Rodgers? Come on now. Indeed, he Aaron Rodgers having and, a... And Stephen, and Stephen A. Smith's words, he is a bad man. Aaron Rodgers has had a okay year last year. Uh, the Packers fired Mike McCarthy next year. New coach Rodgers comes out and is firing. Just back to the old Aaron Rodgers, one the Hall of Fame Aaron Rodgers. Just unbelievable, man. And one thing, another thing is J.J. Uh, Watt is out for the rest of the year. Uh, he has a injury. That's that's stressful, you know, because the Texans they were picked to do good this year, you know. J.J. Watt, he's one of the greatest left ends I've ever seen play football. But you know, you got Deshaun Watson and D. Hot. That's that's a great duo. Now, what is one of the teams, Dylan, that has surprised you, good or bad? I think a team that surprised me is either the Rams or the Falcons. The Falcons have played awful this year, and I know Matt Ryan is injured, but they have just not looked good at all. I mean, defensively, offensively, just looked horrible. I mean, you, you've seen the Vikings play this season. They're 6-2. and two. That's a surprise, because who would have thought that Kirk Cousins, yes, Kirk Cousins, I never thought he'd come out and do this. He didn't do it on the Redskins. Nah, Kirk Cousins over overpaid. Especially, I yes, mean, yes, he's very overpaid. If Kirk Cousins did not have, um, if Kirk Cousins did not have the weapons he has with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, to be honest, I don't think that he would be doing that good because he didn't have those weapons in Washington. Dalvin Cook carries as well. Dalvin Cook. I mean, the Vi- I watched that game against the Redskins on Thursday night, and the Vikings have open holes for him left and right all the time. It's just insane. Literally, because it's, it's not going to be fun for him this Sunday. Whether they're the Chiefs, Mm-mm. they're going to be in Kansas City. All right, now I look- think, I believe Mahomes will... I don't think he comes, or does he come back? I don't, Mahomes hasn't been ruled back yet. Okay. That being said, fantasy scores have really plummeted because, you know, he's he's a really good score pickup. You have him, you have Tyreek Hill. Of course, you had him getting hurt. Tyreek Hill getting hurt week one, and then Sammy Watkins just blowing up for 49 points, actually, my bad. Another thing we need to look into is... Another thing we need to look into is the week nine predictions, where me and Dylan predict 
the games, and then we give our reasoning why we think is going to win. So on the bye are the Atlanta Falcons, which I feel like they need a bye because they have been playing like shit all year. Um, the, the New Orleans Saints, who are doing fantastic. The Rams, who are 5-3. and three, And another team that's played like absolute shit is the Bengals, who are on the bye that I guarantee you no one gives a shit about. So, on the... Alright, so now... The Arizona Cardinals are going to take on the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers have any problem winning this since they put up 51 against the fucking Panthers. Who do you think is going to win, Dylan? You know, I watched the 49ers play the Redskins a week back before the... Um, watch, they put up... You know, I understand they put up 51 against the Panthers. Yes, but, but keep in mind, they man. put up nine points against the Redskins. The Redskins, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Their defense really held up that game, but, you know, the Redskins are the Redskins, and they are 1-7, and seven, they don't even have a real head coach, so who no, am I kidding? The Reds- yeah, I have the 49ers winning this game. The Redskins are just a fucking disaster. All right, next game is the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Jacksonville has Gardner Minshaw. Which is, he's playing well, but the Jaguars' defense now giving up Jalen Ramsey are, I mean, they're just, I just, there's no hope for the Jaguars. They had like one good year and they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. The Texans are second in the AFC South. They have, um, JJ Watt is injured, but uh, Deshaun Watson said playing well. D Hop is just a god. Uh, I see the Houston Texans winning no problem. This will be a real good matchup in the division. It'll be between, you know, the Texans going 5-4 and four or 6-3. and three. And if they go 5-4, and four, that'll put the Jaguars up on the second in the division because they are third. Who knows if the Titans could win their game Sunday. So your prediction is the Houston Texans? I have the Jags coming up with the win. The Jaguars, okay. So now we have the struggling fourth in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, four and four, second in the NFC East. If the NFC East didn't suck so much ass, the Eagles will be in third place. So I think the Eagles are going to win because the Bears are just, they have no offense. The Bears' defense is good, but how long is that going to hold up in a game against the Eagles, who have a good, uh, Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey? Zach Ertz, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. Jordan Howard. I mean, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. They're the Eagles offensive line. Zay, uh, Lane Johnson. Brandon Brooks. The, just, the list goes on and on. It's one of the better offensive lines I've seen other than the Dallas Cowboys. Um, uh, but, yeah, man, I have, I have the Eagles. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so Chicago Bears not looking that good. And the game is in Philadelphia. So next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if Patrick, the Chiefs are still first in the West, being at 5-3. and three. The Vikings are second in the North, being at 6-2. and two. If the Chiefs weren't, if the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes, this, ans- this, this prediction wouldn't be hard. 
But I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. The Vikings have been playing really well. Kurt Cousins has been playing like an MVP. That sounds, I know, from Kurt Cousins, that sounds very hard to believe. But he is playing well with the weapons like Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. And uh, Dalvin Cook has been opening the run pretty well. It's been a great season from the Vikings, you know. I mean, of course, the Chiefs have been brought down by injuries, starting with Terry Kill and then now Patrick Mahomes. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Now, okay, here's what I got. Got the Chiefs in this one because this is Arrowhead Stadium, one of the loudest stadiums in the world. And I, I just think the Chiefs can I understand they've they lost to the Packers. Okay, it was close. It was a very close game. All right. So next we next we have the Indianapolis Colts, third in the South, third in the South at five and two. No, this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so the guy who put the predictions on here is an idiot. The Colts aren't third in the South. They're five and two, and they're traveling to Pittsburgh to face the three and four Pittsburgh Steelers. I have the Indianapolis Colts. Jacoby Brissett has been looking really good. He they beat the Denver Broncos. Uh, uh, the field goal by Adam Vinatieri. So I have the Colts. How long is he gonna keep playing? Him and Matt Bryant are like the oldest people in the league. seen a kicker like Vinatieri just, just keep playing and playing and playing and play. you know it's not much of a duty to kick a football I understand but he is a hell of a kicker so you who do you have in this I have the Colts in this one He's, Jacoby Brissett is on a very blowout season so the game that no one's going to tune into the Jets and the Dolphins no one cares let's move on uh, next, we have the Redskins and the Bills. I have the Bills beating the Redskins, and the Redskins' struggles are still going to continue, and it's in Buffalo. This is a, this is a, you know, the Bills coming off a loss, okay. But anyway, I'd say the Bills could take this one. They've been playing really well this season. But I, they, it's not where it, it's not where it's at right now for the Redskins, you know, it, they fired their coach. They've had a hard time this season. All right. So next we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Carolina Panthers got absolutely blown out against the, tennis, uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, and I think the Panthers are going to bounce back and beat the Titans, especially when the Titans have Tannehill at quarterback instead of Mariota. string quarterback I'd say wouldn't do so bad I'd say he could do well then again the Titans and Tannehill I'd say Tannehill knows how to win you're gonna pick the Titans are so now we have the Detroit Lions traveling to the Oakland Raiders I think the Raiders have actually surprised me they've been playing surprisingly surprisingly well they almost beat Houston last week. Uh, this team they is good. They could have had Antonio Brown. This team is good under John Gruden. I think, yeah, they could have had Antonio Brown, but he feels like 
feel like he was the locker room problem. So uh, I see. Yeah, he really. I feel like I feel like he'd bring a problem to the locker room if he was still a part of the team. But you know, that's that's just that's just me. I I see the Raiders winning this I got, time. I was about to say I see the Raiders winning this one. This looks like a easy match. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the Twelves, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson playing like an MVP this year. No problem the Seahawks get this win. In in their home of CenturyLink Field, no problem the Seahawks come out on top and win this game. If you saw last week's game, the Buccaneers versus the Titans, I'll tell you, Mike Evans, he had a very monster game. He carries that team. They're 2-5. They're, you know... They can't do much with Jameis Winston throwing for two touchdowns and two interceptions. So, yes, I got, I got Seattle. So, now we have the 7-1 Green Bay Packers going up against the struggling, which another team that's surprising, Dylan. The 3-5 Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know what's up with these playoff teams. They're just struggling. I think Phil Rivers is on his way out. Melvin Gordon sat out from uh, the first part of the season. I mean, when are these players going to suck it up and play? For real. I have the Packers beating the Chargers. No problem. I don't care that it's in L.A. The Packers are going to beat the Chargers. Green Bay all the way. So now we have the 2-5 and five Browns against the 2-6 and six Broncos. The Browns are overhyped and they suck. They have um, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. Uh, oh, Kareem Hunt comes back this week. They have Odell and Jarvis Landry. Overhyped. Baker Mayfield needs to keep his mouth shut. Maybe they'll win some games, but the Broncos are awful. They're going to put Drew Locke in this year, uh, this week because Joe Flacco is out. I think the Browns are going to beat the Broncos. Sad to see Joe Flacco falling out of his career, man. But, you know, with how the Broncos have been performing this year, I'd say they need to start locking quarterback. It, it's... It's only right. I understand with Joe Flacco, he's kind of injury prone nowadays anyway. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I got the Browns. Yeah, the Browns. So, I'm bad. We have the New England Patriots traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, uh, Dylan, since you guys, this is our first episode, Dylan is a Ravens fan but still thinks that the New England Patriots will come out on top. So I see I see the uh Patriot I see the Ravens upsetting the Patriots in this one. The Patriots aren't going to go 16 and 0. I see the Ravens beating the Patriots. Well, I can't I don't I like to put ourselves in the scenario where we where we get the payback because you know that's what happened to the Chargers when we faced them in the regular season last season, you know, they took us out of the wild card. Uh, I'd say they'll beat us this first game, and when we meet them in the playoffs, we'll take them down. In the last game. And, you know, like I said, the Texans might take them out, but who knows? It might not look like that. In the last game of Week 9, we have the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. I'm a Giants fan. I'm going to pick the Giants here. Uh, my prediction might not be true, but I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley will get the job done against the Dallas Cowboys. With the new add-on with Leonard Williams, I would say 
they have a good chance against the Cowboys. Monday night football. Prime time, baby. So now let's transition to our last topic of this podcast, talking about the NBA. Now the NBA season kind of just got started. So uh, Dylan, would you care to tell us about the hot takes around the NBA? I'll tell you what, we'll start out by the Eastern Conference because, oh, as the Heat just took a win against the Hawks, I believe that makes them 3-1. and one. Uh, The 76ers, they are 3-0. They have a very good hot streak going. You know, they have Al Horford. They got Joel. They got Ben Simmons. You know, they look very good. Along second place, Raptors, 3-1. They're only a half game behind, but those dino jerseys, by the way, I know you like those. Let's just talk about what happened just a couple days ago. The Thunder blew out the Golden State Warriors by 28. 28. It looks like with Klay Thompson injured, I believe, and without Kevin Durant, Steph Curry is not going to do this all by himself. Uh, the Thunder. It's, the Thunder. it's just Draymond Green and Stephen Curry, and they are in 12th place. I repeat, 12th place. They just got their first win against the Pelicans yesterday. The Thunder do not have star players. You would they have Chris Paul, who's four years out of his prime. I mean, this is, I don't know, this is bad for Golden State. I don't, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think once I mean once Zion comes back for the Pelicans, maybe like the Pelicans will get moving, and maybe they'll push for a playoff spot. But Golden State, I don't know. And then um, the Portland Trailblazers beat uh, CJ McCollum outdueled. Damian Lillard is having a monster season. You know, yeah, I've seen. You know, he really proved that he was the monster more than Westbrook last year. That playoff matchup was one for the ages. CJ McCollum outduels Luka Dantich with 35 points in their two-point victory. Luka Dantich is something special. When, Le- when, when the NBA and when LeBron retires and all that, and when he is the future of the NBA, Luka Dantich, man, he's, he's good. He is really MNKP, good. MNKP are... Monstrous. Poor Zingas. Man, I tell you, he might be good at getting hurt every once in a while, but when he's not hurt, he can put up the points. Here's here's a question for you, Dylan. Who's the better team in the L.A.? In L.A.? The Los Angeles Clippers or the Los Angeles Lakers? You know, the Clippers just... They beat the Lakers without Paul George and, you know, Kawhi Leonard. He he just knows how to win. He's one of the greatest elite players I've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of people on Twitter, Instagram, all those, they they go on there, they'll argue, Oh, he's he's better than LeBron. He can anything LeBron can do, he can do it better now. I mean, I don't think so, man. LeBron's always gonna be the king of the league. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. look at him on Right now, you can look at it all you want. He might be old. I, I don't care. He's got Anthony Davis, the best power forward in the league, who can also play at center. You tell me wrong, I, I tell you. LeBron and AD, that'll be in the finals this year. All right, so we're gonna need to wrap this up soon since we're at 55 minutes right now, and the maximum recording time is 60 minutes. Let's talk about 
Uh, so as you were saying, Dylan, uh, Kawhi Leonard, possibly better than LeBron right now. Of all time, no. There's no one better in this league right now of all if you compare if you compare careers there's nobody in this league that's better than LeBron right now LeBron is still dropping 30 points at how uh, how old whatever LeBron is the king of this league and I think I think long in the long run the Lakers are going to be a better team than the Clippers because Anthony Davis is having himself a uh, a time in L.A. too. I mean, twenty six points, double doubles. Let me let me ask you this. You know, Michael Jordan just did, did an interview a few days ago. He was asked if Stephen Curry was a Hall of Famer. He said no. What do you think? Is Stephen Curry a Hall of Famer? I mean, it's a good question. He's one of the best shooters I've ever saw. That's the thing. If you go by shooters, yes, he's one of the, he's a Hall of Famer. If you go by, I mean, the dude is just, the dude cannot play in the playoffs. It's just like David Price trying to pitch in the playoffs. Um, he is not good in the playoffs. He is, like, like in that 3-1 to one series against the Cavs in 2016, he stunk up the damn court. He was not good at all. Kyrie destroyed him in those play in that finals. I don't care what anybody says. The Warriors have This is a diehard Duke fan speaking people, I'll tell you right now. The Warriors have won the championship with Curry, this Curry era how many times? Twice? Twice I think? Three times? Something like that? It's three. Three times? Yeah, maybe. He's a two time MVP, he's a three time champion. Probably yes. Do I think he's a Hall of Famer? Probably yes. He's he's he got drafted in 2010. He's been in the league for about nine, eight, nine years. He's already one of the best shooters going up with Reggie Miller, Ray Allen. I mean, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. What do you think, Dylan? You know, people, some people think you win rings, you get in the Hall of Fame. Some people think you break a lot of records, you get in the Hall of Fame. I think breaking records and winning chips does it all, you know. It's you do milestones, you do the the records, the the minutes, the assists, the rebounds, the points, the the shots made. I mean it all adds up. And him getting unanimous MVP in two thousand sixteen, you know, that that really turned it up. Seventy three and nine see or seventy nine and uh Oh goodness, seventy three and nine. Yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, dude. He's absolutely, he's absolutely a Hall of Famer in my book. Since we have, uh, since we have about a minute and twenty seconds left, let's talk about. Do you think the Celtics will be elite in the playoffs? Yes or no? I do not think so. Kimba Walker is not elite. He's overrated. Um, they have Ennis Cantor. He's never been in the play. Well, actually, he has. My yes, bad. he has my been bad. a couple he times, has. but he has. What, Just, okay. he hasn't gone far. All right, and I think that's it. Since we have a minute left, I just want to say this has been our first prop podcast. I'm going to try to shoot for every Tuesday we do this since it's, we're going to talk about wrestling, football, and basketball. Uh, I know this if it sounds like we're cutting each other off or it sounds a bit dull, uh, this is our first podcast. We thought it was a really cool idea. 
Uh, we're planning on doing this every week and we're trying to build an audience. We tried to grab uh, people from different um, regions. Uh, I'm gonna put this on my Twitter. Uh, I know everyone's uh, a wrestling fan. So um, there, so I wanna talk about wrestling. I wanna talk about football because I follow football fans. I wanna talk about basketball. I wanna talk about it all. So uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, I, we will be here next Tuesday. Thanks guys.